Hello and welcome to episode 182 of GameSpot After Dark. I'm your host, Jake Decker, and joining me this week is Michael Hyam. Ha ha, we back. I'm not breaking my streak. <laughs> yeah, for what, the, the fifth week in a row? Are we yeah, at now? I think, it's, I think it's the fifth week the in fifth a row. Week, yep. Yep. Still uh, waiting for that check. Still checking my mail. It's not coming. coming yet. It's coming. Don't worry. It's weird. Yeah. It's coming. Uh, and we've got Tamar Hussein. I feel like the the first dad that went away for a really long time and his, uh, his partner remarried and had a new kid and stuff like that. And now I'm back and Jake is the host and Michael is here and I'm just on the outside. I just want visitation rights is all I want. Well, who, who, who is the kid and like the whole partner? Is the podcast the kid? Is that the kid for kids? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then that baby. other voice, that other voice you hear is Jordan Ramey. Hello, I am the other voice. AKA Jordan Ramey, AKA the other voice. <laughs> uh, it's weird to be hosting. It's been a while. Uh, I think I did it like once when I, when I first came back when everyone was gone and now John Luke is gone. Uh, Lucy's out. Tamor's tired. Um, yeah. yeah. So here I am. I should I, have Michael I've, host. I feel like yeah, um, I feel like <laughs> I can relate to Mass Effect Andromeda finally. Yeah, your face is <laughs> tired. Your face is just fucking tired. Okay, that is it. Oh, I, feel, I understand that game now. Many years later, <laughs> hey, the anniversary's coming. You should write something about it. Mass yeah. Effect Andromeda was right all along. Yeah, my face is tired. Uh, well, we got quite a few games to talk about. I think we're just gonna leave it at a game discussion unless some other stuff, uh, you know, makes its way in, but. I mean, should we just get going? There's kind of a lot to talk about. I mean, some pretty heavy hitters, too. I know. Crime Boss Rock Hay City, man. Yeah, talk about Crime Boss. We week. could just skip it, though. Yeah, can we we start could just with skip that? talking about Crime yeah, Boss. I don't know. Oh, Jordan, Jordan and I got some... Actually, three of us here played it. Yeah, so. I was say Jake was there, too. Yeah. yeah, I played it as well. Uh, I mean, we probably should touch on that for a little bit, but I think we should probably start with Final Fantasy 16 because... Oh, shit. That's... Uh, that's a big one. You got you got to play what two hours of it or so? Yes, about about an hour and a half. Oh, Final uh, Fantasy sixteen finally got hands on with it. Holy shit, man! I've been waiting for this for a long time. And yeah, I mean, give us give us the experience. Like you didn't actually yep. go to Japan. I know some people went to Japan, but you went to New York. <laughs> you played two hours, uh, give or take, and then you got to interview some folks on the team as well, but not Yoshi P because he was in Japan. Telling no, people. he was there. Oh, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Oh, Wait, okay. he went from Japan to New York yeah. for both. Like, holy fuck, yeah, that man, man, <laughs> traveling. Did he? Did he talk to you about JRPGs at all? No, he didn't. Actually, it's that's funny. But I, I did ask him about brown people on uh, that one. Uh, <laughs> got some answers there. But overall, Final Fantasy 16 is uh, at this point. How do I say it? Uh, I've talked about this game a lot in other capacities, but. To give y'all GameSpot After Dark listeners a little taste. Uh, yeah, the Devil May Cry 5 combat designer who's doing the who's the combat director for 16. That dude put in his work. His uh, footprint is on this thing. It plays a lot like DMC 5. Um, you know, controlling different I Clive controls different icons, which is different, uh, essentially different movesets for you. So, yeah, in the in the demo, you had Titan, Ifrit and Garuda. And when you swap, you can swap between them in combat at any time so that's kind of how you juggle your different abilities so and like for example like garuda is more fast faster strikes uh less damage um if it's kind of a balance uh and also you get some mobility uh mobility spells uh as well and then titan's kind of like the heavy hitter who has these long wind up heavy attacks and the way you mix and match those things makes combat super fun super interesting it's straight up like stylish action. So if you play DMC or Bayonetta, you'll feel right at home with this one. Of course, there's RPG elements in the background because it's still an RPG with progression and equipment and different skill trees that you can upgrade. Uh, but yeah, this is stylish action. There's even a, like a training mode that Ryota Suzuki has likened to fighting games where you get your command input data and you can train that way and really experiment with the different combos and how you can combine all those different abilities. So at a from a gameplay standpoint, this this is pretty. It seems like there's some pretty high level stuff here, and I I love that. I love that. Like I think like if you're gonna go into if you're gonna lean into the action 
uh, into like the more action direction, more so than Seven Remake, which is still very true to the ATB system and turn-based combat. Um, I like that we have now we have two branches of Final Fantasy, one that is like an evolution of what we know. And then we have another branch, which is now uh, bringing in stylish action and kind of an evolution of what we've seen in like other stylish action games. So it's yeah, I'm I wasn't sure what the combat system, how it was going to flow before this hands on demo. But now that I actually played it, I'm like, okay, I'm convinced that this is this is going to this is exciting. I'm hyped up for this. And I'm more hyped up like so I've said this too on the KF Games cast uh, Light Flex that <laughs> I am now I am just as excited for this game, but now for different reasons. Hmm. So I want to I want to play this game like I'm excited to get into get into some big battles and see how challenging those things can be uh, and get into the weeds of the of the mechanics. Uh, does I think it, that stuff is super interesting. Does it feel like it has a pretty high score? skill ceiling i guess because i love watching dmc but i don't really like playing it just because i I mean like i i know i can like i know there are ways to make it easier and stuff but i see all this cool shit that people do and then i play and i'm like yeah this is this is lame (laughs) yeah 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 uh uh, it's hard to tell at this point of course because i only got a little bit um i didn't uh, you know it's because this is going to be like a 40 50 hour game so i don't know how those move sets are going to evolve and i don't I don't have a good idea of what how the enemy types and the battles and the encounters are going to evolve with it. Um, it looks like there's there's a lot of depth. Like when I pull up the skill trees, I'm like, oh shit! There's different types of parries and different moves you can do and timing and the ways in which you can mix and match the different icons abilities. Um, it seems like there's going to be a, a pretty high skill ceiling, especially when I, I talked about how they have an end game mode, which has the grading system that you know from stylish action games. Um, so one of the things I wrote in my preview was that they're including like they're, they've, they take it away. They don't have it for your first playthrough because it's a Final Fantasy game. It's an RPG. It's narrative driven and they want you to care about that stuff. And the people who come to this game, they don't want people to feel like they're playing bad or they're being judged. Yeah. Um, and I think that's smart uh, because and like I think I, mean, I got a lot of a lot of people in my mentions because I, I tweeted about like these details. A lot of a lot of people were like, "Oh, why isn't it in the in the first playthrough?" It's well, like, well, that's a design decision because, again, they're not catering necessarily to the stylish action people straight up. They're saying, "Hey, our game is like that, so you can come in and enjoy Final Fantasy for what it is. And if you want to stick around for that stuff, that stuff is in the post game. So once you beat the game, you can enable the grading system. And there's like an arcade style mode which sections off its quests and like plays around with the enemy design and the enemy encounters a little bit." to heighten the challenge and there's also what they call ultimania mode which is said to be tougher than uh dante must die in dmc5 so if y'all are some sickos who are into that stuff um it seems like 16 is going to deliver on that end as well and um yeah it's just it's a it's a new direction it's a bold new direction for what final fantasy is and like I said this many times and even before 16 was around that final fantasy can be whatever it wants to be like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like pe- people who who want turn-based RPGs, like that's Final Fantasy wasn't hasn't been a turn-based RPG since you know thirteen and before that ten. So uh, I mean, yeah, but it's 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 always had a a layer of strategy to whatever it is, and right. I guess the thing that people are probably struggling to grasp is how do they reconcile needing to have that layer of strategy with the pace and style of combat and. Um, as someone who plays a lot of ca- character action games, I know that there is definitely strategy in how quickly you move between different, you know, loadouts or weapons yeah. or styles, whatever it may be. But that's a very, I would characterize that strategy as very different from what a Final Fantasy strategy is. Final yeah. Fantasy strategies feel like they're more planning based, like thinking one moves at one move, one or two moves ahead and countering and that kind of stuff with elements, et cetera, et cetera, debuffs and buffs. How, what is this where is the strategy in this if is if at all and how would you characterize it if it's the strategy is to get good brother listen no I i'm just kidding no, who are you talking <laughs> to i don't need to get good <laughs> tam tam knows how to get good uh, yeah. tr- trust me on that um so there are the, a couple things um there's like there's a stagger system for uh, some of the tougher enemies so staggering similar to seven remake 
um, uh, different moves uh, inflict different amounts to the stagger system and uh, kind of you, if you're able to get backstabs. So positionals are kind of a, a, a big deal. Uh, but overall, the strategy is like there, there are different enemy types that you can that are susceptible to different approaches. So lighter enemies, you can air juggle them and you can whip them around the arena with like Garuda's Garuda has like a scorpion style, come o- like come over here type thing. So you can you can toy around with like the, the weaker enemies and um, take care of them that way. There's AOE attacks also, but the, the stronger enemies, I mean, I'm not going to be like air fucking air juggling <laughs> these big hulking <laughs> armor dudes or like the icon battle. So um, a lot of that strategy comes to uh, like how which moves are going to inflict the most stagger. How can I get them into a stagger state? And once uh, they are staggered, I better make sure that the abilities I want to use are off cooldown. Because um, everything's subject to cooldown. There's no uh, like magic. There's no MP here. So that's all cooldown stuff. Um, so I think like strategy in that regard is it's it's similar to seven remake, um, but uh, not in the not in the same methodical pace as as that game was. Um, mm. So uh, I don't know. I want to I want to see more. I want to see more encounters uh, because I think that is a, that is a very valid question um, that uh, I don't think I have the full picture of quite yet, mm. uh, but I see the seeds of how those things can play out based on what I've played. Well, speaking of questions, you probably don't have the answer to. Did you have a chance to like kind of explore the world at all? Because I mean, combat sounds cool and all, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm more interested in going to towns and talking to people and and seeing like what's happening in the world because for me that's always been been you know more interesting when it comes to you know rpgs that are supposed to bring you into a exciting fantastical interesting world yeah that's a that's a good ass question because i yeah, asked yeah, the same I thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, no that's that's so that's one of the things that i'm so when i say that i'm ex- as excited for this game as before but for different reasons like those are the big question marks for me because mm-hmm. Final Fantasy is always about towns. It's always about yeah. dudes and, uh, and towns, said, towns and dudes. They've said this isn't a open world Final Fantasy no. game, which like, to be fair, I don't think the last few have really been open world anyway. Yeah. I mean, if 15 yeah. was, but 15 also like it had an open world, but the roads felt very linear and kind of the way you yeah. move through the world in a sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure they'll make it work, but like I, I'm, I'm way more curious just to see what it's like walking around these yeah. villages, these towns. Because what? There's like four different kingdoms or some six, six. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a that's a good ass question. Um, and so I asked about how this game is structured, and they, uh, Yoshi P, like likened it to God of War, where you have, mm. uh, you have what's called the hideaway, which is sort of the hub for all the all the main characters and the protagonists. Or just well, Clive. You're only controlling Clive, by the way. Uh, but all the all the key characters kind of co- congregate at with the at the hideaway, and that connects you to the rest of the world. Um, is, so you're gonna be there's gonna be that, levels of. Go ahead. Sorry, is that hideout like consistent throughout each it decade or like, whatever? Or I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, maybe, probably. Hmm. Uh, I mean, they put they they heavily emphasized it when they answered my question. So I imagine like because that's where you get quests. That's where you kind of have conversations with different characters. And there's they have like a like a hunt board that you go to for like high level boss fights, optional yeah. boss fights and things like that. So it seems like that's going to be okay. a key part of the of how this game is structured. But you go off into like the different regions of that world and there's exploration in that regard. So it's not like I asked is like, is this kind of like a maybe, I don't know, a monster hunter where you queue into different zones? So like, no, 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 it's not like that. It's more like the way in which like Midgard and god of war kind of connects you to the rest of the different realms uh of course i think that like i think it's gonna be more than god of war where those are like uh specifically designed levels i would imagine that like if i'm gonna go off to this region and visit this different country there's gonna be a a world a a town and and cities to explore and from there uh but that's just how i would see it because if they didn't do that like i think jake i'd be with you in that that is one thing that does make Final Fantasy what it is, or like makes RPGs what they are. Um, mm. You know, visit, visiting these different regions and living in that world, um, because it does seem like they're going to lengths to build out these different uh, like city states, these different nations, and giving them different cultures. So if if that wasn't part of the game, I th- feel like that would be a missed opportunity. But this, again, this game is like 40, 50 hours long, so I hope that stuff is in there. 
Um, obviously, Yoshi P is known for Final Fantasy XIV and doing yeah. a lot of uh, kind of good work around that. What, if anything, from there, as someone who's played it, do you see in sixteen currently? Because um, obviously, people yeah. might be hearing so much good about fourteen. Mm-hmm. And being like, okay, I'm going to jump into the next one because this guy, this team seems to be the same as you know, the one that, similar yeah. to the one that revived that game and made it what it is today. Will they get something? Will they, playing this, show them um, kind of the the virtues of a Yoshi P Final Fantasy game? Man, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm waiting to see that stuff. So um, as far as like the, like the lineage that you can see from 14 to 16, um, I feel like that's going to be mostly in its narrative chops, um, which obviously, you know, this demo was combat focused. There was cutscenes that we could see parts of the story, but out of out of context, it doesn't really doesn't really give you a good indication of that stuff. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that one, they'll, I'm pretty sure they'll get a full product upon launch. And when Yoshi P says something's coming out on a certain date, it's mm-hmm. coming out on that date. Um, just because by virtue of how 14 content has been rolling out for the past 10 years. Um, but I think for me, I'm, I'm looking at it and thinking about the depth of its, of its storytelling and 14 has been very good about giving depth to different factions in their stories. And I, I would expect as much in 16, uh, as far as, uh, well, and another thing that I think is almost a direct lineage, I would say, is in the music. So Masayoshi Soken is the di- composer for 14 for many, many years, who took the reins from uh, Uematsu. And hearing the music in 16, I'm like, oh shit, this dude is going hard. And it, it does sound similar to the stuff that you would hear in Heaven's Word because it has a similar vibe, uh, sort of that medieval, uh, you know, there's dragons and beasts and all this other stuff. So it's a similar vibe between those two, and you can really hear it. Um, so I think that people are going to be, if you don't play 14, you play 16. I think the the music is going to be really striking. And like, you kind of expect that from a final fantasy, like soundtracks would be fire. You expect it to be fire, but in a different way where, uh, like Uematsu is like very, or, um, Soken is very good about his orchestration and choirs and, uh, balancing different genres too, because it's not just like this orchestral, like big orchestra with uh, big choirs, but there's a lot of, um, uh, instrumental diversity i think in the music uh but as far as uh like the things that i love about 14 i'm still waiting to see that stuff in 16 so i i i mean the vibe of 14 is like mad whimsical like and i i talk about this a lot in that um part of why i love those characters and i love that world is because it's there's a level of charm and endearment in its characters and things that happen in there like so when there's like dark and serious moments in 14 um it kind of it's able to communicate those things in a way that's relatable to me because of how endearing and charming those characters are and the the way they build them up through throughout that story. The thing about 16 is like this shit is so self-serious. Like if you like they said they by their own ambition, they're saying like, oh, we want to do Game of Thrones with this. And everyone's angry all the time. I don't I like of course, like I asked, like, is there going to be like levity in this? And then they said there's going to be side quests and character moments that are kind of going to give you uh, that are lighter and there's going to be some warmth in those uh, in those moments. And uh, I'm like, OK, cool. I'll, I'll wait to see. I'm, I'm I can't be the judge of that now. So I hope that that stuff is in there because that like 14 has built upon cat boys and bunny girls. Listen, there ain't gonna be no cat boys and bunny girls in 16. But, you know, I want to I want a little bit of that, <laughs> that that tonal uh, that tonal balance because it's all about the balance, man. You can't be I, I can't be playing a game where everyone's beating the ass uh, all the time and everyone's angry all the time. I'm like, come on now, I want to chill too. Um, mm. And I, uh, I think, I hope that that some of the some of the things that 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 make 14 so special, like that, are at least in here in some form in 16. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to wait for the full game on that. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how the darker tone pans out because I feel like, especially in fantasy, that can be much harder to write for. Um, especially, especially when you consider the fact that, I mean, I think like, I think in Skillup's video, he kind of explained like how it was written in English and translated Japanese oh, and yeah. then translated back no. to English for VO or I, I don't know the yeah. exact path See, was, of it. Yeah. So I asked about that too. And we talk about localization. So Koji Fox, who's the localization director said that 
him and Mahiro, uh, the Kazutoyo Mahiro, who also worked on mm-hmm. 14 for Realm Reborn in Heavensward. So for 16, they essentially wrote the story together. Um, okay. There were, there were some things that were written in Japanese, some things that were written in English, and they kind of bounced between each other like, okay, I'm going to change what, I, what, what my ideas for Japanese to better fit your ideas when I incorporate your ideas. So it was just like this back and forth. Uh, that created the story so it wasn't like a well, like one direction in which it's written in japanese okay now localize it it's written in japanese okay localize it so they collaborated in a way that koji fox is kind of a uh like an associate narrative director in mm. in this in that way um and the the vo was recorded in english first and the, they had uh english or to them foreign uh motion capture artists uh first so it it really is like a an English centric script in a way. And it like they did the, all the lip syncing is in English first also, uh, because like they said, they, they want to do a Western blockbuster. Um, yeah. So that's how that's it's, it's weird. Like for me, um, like hearing that it was like, ah, well, Hmm. I don't know about that, but I'll see. Maybe y'all can pull it <laughs> off. I also think like the risk here is, like by wanting to do something that is like Game of Thronesy, you are also kind of saying like you want to do something a little more Western focused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a palette, for that for that palette, um, and you kind of lose start to. There's a risk of losing the identity of what Final Fantasy is by chasing um, a different kind of tone or like something. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You know, and 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 at the same time, like by inviting those comparisons you also like and saying that those are your inspirations you put yourself into those into that category to be compared to that stuff mm-hmm. and there's just so much of it like mm-hmm. there's there's just years and years worth of fantasy stuff and i i fully anticipate i hope uh, that the story is great and i hope that tonally they're able to get what they what they aim for and 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 they're able to create something of a niche my interest is in seeing whether it also is has an identity of its own or if it's yeah. just just that that's a good if idea. it's just like a we try to do game of thrones and if they just try to do game of thrones people are gonna constantly be like well you tried to do that's not how a game of thrones mm-hmm. character would work as opposed to like if hey, we try to do game of thrones but also we're revealing to you that we've you know we've got these kind of angles which is distinctly yeah. final fantasy or old or or we've come up with a new spin on what we do as final fantasy that helps it fit into this genre a bit more and create a new identity you know yeah that that's like tam like that is exactly how i'm looking at it now where i'm like um it's cool that y'all gonna give your hand try your hand at it and try and do your spin on it but you can't just be that and of course they're they're not going to reveal to us like how they're doing that uh, quite yet but that Mm -hmm. is definitely when i'm when i'm get the full game and i'm gonna get into it that is precisely what i'm gonna be looking for like um, yes, you can do this. You can do it your own way, but uh, I would expect more from that. I would expect them to uh, just, you know, transcend the genre in their own way rather than just trying to be like everyone else. So, um, but yeah, I can't. I won't be able to answer that till it drops later this year, yeah. man. It's mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's there's gonna be a lot to unpack with it. Yeah, I mean, we also didn't touch too much on the, um, like you said, you did ask, uh, you know, the, the the team about brown people in this game, people <laughs> of color. Like, mm-hmm. do, do you, is that something, like, did you find out anything new on that that's worth talking about? I've read some of the articles yeah. and it seems kind of dire. Like, it it's, just seems yeah, kind of like, well, you know, we made 14 and that's diverse. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, they, they did say that as well, which is true to an yeah. extent. Like, yes, like 14. All man had to do was just be like, you know what? I've read the comments and you know what? You're right. We're going to switch and, gears and it would just and be you, all, that's all, all you had to do, man. That's all you had to do. Like, damn, we see you. Um, 16 is going to come out. Hope you all enjoy it. And we'll take our, we'll take those lessons moving forward. Like, that's it. That's it. Uh, Yeah, but uh, so I I, I feel like even with that, there's gonna be pushback. It will be like, oh yeah, why didn't why didn't you incorporate it more? But as opposed to just doubling down, yeah, doubling down is not a great show. Yeah, and yeah, like uh, yeah, it's uh, huh? How do I put this? So I I I did ask about that, and I think Ash Parish has probably the best angle and coverage on that on the Verge. Uh, So definitely read her coverage to get like 
full broader picture and not not just like, oh, this is what they said. But uh, she does a lot more digging into those medieval inspirations that are in the game and as a counterpoint to the design philosophy for the world of 16. And it's like it's fascinating and it's informative. Um, And it's it's weird because like they said, uh, they've essentially told me like, oh, there is diversity in 16. Uh, You'll see when you play it. And uh, I mean, everything we've seen thus far is like, that's not exactly convincing to me. Um, And then, yeah, they were mentioning like there's there's one part of the world and this is part of Ash's coverage as well. Talks about the Dalmechian Republic, which is sort of uh, the more the region that is in the desert. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of uh, inspired by um, like uh, medieval like Africa and the civilizations there. in terms of, I don't know, I can't say much about the character design, how those characters are written, what their place yeah. is in the is, is in the world. But I'm just going to say, like, it's not giving me that much hope that <laughs> that this is like actually what we would consider a diverse world, like not just in skin tones, but like, you know, how are you taking those historical inspirations and making them true to what you think uh, those inspirations are and making putting them into the world in a way that makes sense? Um but yeah, from what I've seen thus far, I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. Like they, they did call out to one character uh, who is, goes by the name of Hugo. Is like, oh yeah, yeah, like he's the he's the dominant of that region. He's the kind of the key character in that region, and like he's voiced by a, a person of color and has like you know we've re- really written him in that way. I'm like, okay. We'll see, but uh, I'm not gonna lie. Man's look like man's look like uh, he out there on uh, Arthur Avenue complaining about pizza and pasta. Um, man's look man's look like a, a pure New a New York Italian out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those things where like I just man, I don't know. In that regard, I don't, and that's that's part of why I'm a little like keeping the the story stuff at arm's length to where I'm like, yes, it's the 14 team, and I trust that they have the the stuff to tell a compelling story with uh with really huge emotional beats that are really going to get you but it's these smaller things um like how they're going to portray these different characters how are they going to incorporate other cultures in the way that they said they have um i would love to them for them to knock it out of the park but again like i said everything we're seeing so far um it's that's one of the ways in which i'm like ah i don't know about that mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know, before we move on, I guess, because we've talked a while about Final Fantasy at this yeah. point, but um, like overall, though, you seem pretty excited by it. I mean, yeah. 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 It's a it's a it's a mainline Final Fantasy game made by a team yeah. that um, I've played their MMO for many, many years. And mm-hmm. I want I always saw this as like an opportunity for them to show the rest of the world who don't play the MMO uh, what they're capable of. But um yeah, I think my my expect or my anticipation has flipped in the sense of like, oh, I want to play this game, um, and I I'm going to be paying real close attention to how they're how they're telling the story because, um, yeah, I don't want to like just put the controller down and be like, wow, I really whipped ass, that was fun. I play, I come to Final Fantasy to where I put the controller down and I'm like, holy shit, I need to re- reflect on my life. Um, mm-hmm. Like those, <laughs> I remember each Final Fantasy because they have moments, so many moments and characters that really drive those those more emotional experiences um and i think that's the, that's the thing that i'm skeptical skeptical the fuck skeptical <laughs> about <laughs> uh skeptical yeah so yeah still excited but keeping my eye on it yeah yeah i'm excited for it as well yeah me too um i i really need to go back and play more 14 um, and I'm going to try to yes, play nine sir. this year, play some more final <laughs> fantasy games. Cause I'm, I'm pretty excited for this game and I don't have much of an affinity for the franchise apart mm-hmm. from weird spinoffs that I played as a kid. Um, cause I didn't crystal really chronicles, crystal chronicle. Cause I didn't really yeah. have like those old Nintendo systems and I didn't yeah. have a PlayStation for most of the time. So I yeah. missed a lot of these. Um, but you know, so, I loved yeah. seven remake, um, 15. I did not care much for, <laughs> Damn. um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nine's I'm on st- your backlog, bro. Come on. It is. Got to play nine. <laughs> um, another preview, uh, as we kind of hinted at, is Crime Boss Rock City. Uh, actually, I played that. Jordan played that. And Michael played that. We, I think we each played, I don't know. Jordan, how long did we play? For like 45 minutes or so? Something like that. Yeah. We, because we, because we just rocked, <laughs> like ran through like all of the levels that they, 
gave us. Yeah, we burned <laughs> like, through it pretty right. fast. I was like, all right, we're done. And like the presenter is like, y'all aren't dying or like taking us on. I was like, no, more missions to complete. Let's <laughs> let's get through this. <laughs> yeah, we're um, a gamer. Jordan, you wrote a preview for this game that everyone should check out. But before we get into it, do you want to kind of explain what this game is? Because I think I think a lot of people still don't know based on that initial uh, trailer, which is kind of like, okay, so this is just a shooter with a bunch of famous people. <laughs> I mean, like I've, I've. I guess there's not a bunch of people who have played Payday 2. I'm like, if you know what Payday 2 is, then you already know kind of what uh this game is it's it's the same concept of like a group of up to four players working together to try to steal something whether it's like uh bags of cocaine or bags of money or whatever um and like the second any one of you is spotted like it just completely shifts from like this more trying to sneak through the level type of game into just full out shooting like 50 cops who descend on your position with like extreme prejudice. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> just kind of like doing variations of that, like over and over and over again, which I found pretty fun and okay for like the first two or three times we did it and around like the fifth or sixth time we we were doing it, i was like okay i i <laughs> i i want a little bit more variety and mission structure um i don't know it's it's it wants you to jump into shooting cops so quickly and i have like no issue with that <laughs> gameplay setup but at the same time like there's no like strategy to it like the stealth just kind of feels like oh someone noticed you and they're immediately suspicious so they're gonna come out guns blazing i'm like what is what is this world that one person is noticed and a guy is like oh this person's definitely here to rob us as are these three other random people throughout the level let's call 911 and have the cops like descend on us within 10 seconds and i'm like i don't know man like yeah. <laughs> it's payday has done this already and i kind of think that payday do payday 2 kind of does it a little bit better just because it's a little bit easier to stealth through levels but I don't know. Maybe the story mode will be really good. There's like a lot of great talent uh, behind the uh, characters uh, here, even if the multiplayer mode that we saw them in didn't seem to like really do them much justice. But yeah. who knows? Maybe the single single player, right? The story mode. Yeah. Like, so I'm curious how that's going to work out. Yeah. I, I So I actually played Payday 2 again not that long ago, like a couple of weeks ago or so. I played a ton of it when it came out back in the day. Um, and I, I, I agree with you in that I think Payday does a lot of things better. In fact, I think it kind of still does most things better. But even playing Payday recently, I was like, this sort of design hasn't aged super well because there is a portion of setup which is a lot of fun and then there is a very slim chance and you know if you've got proper coordination good teammates that you can actually pull off a heist without anyone noticing you can get in get out uh it's very difficult requires a lot of coordination but if you mess that up it is just a a wave defense for 30 minutes of just non-stop like aggressive cops chasing you down like you don't you don't really have much of a chance to breathe it is like ridiculous you kill like 500 cops by the time the mission ends and it's like okay i wish there was a little more uh, uh meaning to what i'm doing you know like a little more i wish it was a little more deliberate i was wish it wasn't just like all right you fucked up now a bunch of cops are rushing you and now it's just a shooting gallery and this kind of just skips the the setup part as you said in your preview i think one of the missions we played there was like a little bit of setup where we started on a beach and we were like okay we can kind of case this, but the two entrances were guarded. So it was like, all right, well, I guess we're just shooting them. I guess we're shooting. <laughs> and like, I, 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 I think the coolest part of Payday is being able to silently, stealthily, you know, get through one of these missions. And that seems to be gone entirely. I mean, for the most part, at least based on what we played. Um, or if it's there, you just have to be very precise, which is also fine. But I feel like it's very hard to be precise in a preview setting when 
you know, you don't have a lot of time with the game, you're figuring out the controls, you don't know the layouts of any of these stages, you don't know how AI works, you don't know how, you don't know the, you know, the, the intricacies of combat that it just, it, it makes it difficult to preview um, in that sense. But I also just don't think a lot of the levels we played are really built to kind of let you, you know, case out the area, figure out different alternative routes. Um, it is worth saying we didn't get to play the single player though. Uh, yeah. and I'm hoping that's where more of that casing yeah. stuff happens because of some of the B-roll they gave us, it did seem to be from the campaign and like there were moments of like sneaking through like a mansion or whatever, like yeah. with a silence pistol. I'm like, okay, so maybe, Walking maybe the single bank, player, you know, has like, like a little bit more of that. Um, that's just not in the multiplayer. Michael, you also checked it out. Any, any thoughts on uh. this? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm with y'all on that. Uh, it's just like when the game kind of in, tries to encourage you to do stealth first before all you go all out guns blazing. There's no stealth systems in place for that to make sense. It's just like it's what Jordan was saying. It's like okay, you got caught by w- one dude, and now okay, well this is this is all this is now. Um, and at least in the mode that we're playing, uh, there's nobody has any stealth weapons there's like a few characters who are equipped with like a silenced pistol or have like a projectile weapon that's silent takedown but for the most part most characters just have straight up guns and it is essentially just moving behind cover with like there's no cover system that you just see a bar of a guard it's like oh well all right now i'm caught like that's it there's there's no for a game that wants to encourage you to do stealth they're just they don't support it in any sort of way and i think that that makes it makes me not want to do that i'm just like all right well this is this is the point in which we're going to start the shootout um that's all there is to it um gunplay doesn't remember the level that jake started with like throwing knives it's like okay we can stealth this it'll be fine and you ran out of throwing knives yeah it's like the first there was no there was no uh there was no cursor or whatever like i couldn't see where i was throwing so i just whiffed 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 hit him and then i went over to try to pick up my throwing knives but i guess i just didn't and then I went to the next one, looked at the guy, and just started pressing the throwable button. And he was like, there they are. And I was like, well, I blew this one. Yeah, it's like, damn, man. Like, the gunplay doesn't feel great either. So, it, like, when it does come out, uh, devolve into a shootout, like, I didn't have that much fun with the, with the shooting <laughs> of it. And, like, when the waves of enemies start coming at you, I'm like, I'm just going to keep popping shots, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's, I just don't see what. And, like, you look at the, some of the pre-release footage where, like Jordan said, there's some it, they, they're framing some interesting things with the mm-hmm. single player campaign where there are objectives that are a little bit more a um, little bit more thoughtful, I guess, um, with more intricate level designs. But from based on the preview from the levels that they showed us, I did. I feel like if, if this is all there is to it, then damn, you hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's something I'm still going to keep an eye on just because I am curious about that single player. Um, yeah, the, the, the roguelite elements and sort of the um randomly generated aspects of it seem like they could be interesting but even then you know i mean jordan you mentioned like they it's got like a pretty star-studded cast for a video game Mm -hmm. but like i don't know not a lot of games have managed to tell like really good stories in in roguelites i mean there are examples don't get me wrong like hades you know is is superb but like that's a lot of characters to balance over a, a i don't know i I'm curious to see if they pull it off, but we'll see. I, I'm hoping at the very least that that single player mode will be fun, though. Man, that vo- it comes that out voice. this month, right? Like yeah. we don't have to it, wait. It comes that out much this longer. month. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> that voice acting is bad, though. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. There. I, I mean, <laughs> I feel I like the direction might not be great. Like I feel like the performances themselves. Okay, the performance are pretty bad, but I'm wondering, like, did they just not? have the best vocal direction yeah. for their lines like where they just yeah. kind of like put in a booth and not <laughs> really told what the situation was like yeah. it's supposed to be like like damien, like, damien potier sounds good like he sounds <laughs> yeah. sounds great chuck norris sounds fucking terrible chuck norris sounds pretty bad uh michael madsen <laughs> doesn't sound so very bad. good either <laughs> yeah it's like you're in a room and michael madsen is just like the loudest one there and everyone else is kind of like around him is like just reading off of a paper like like it's a table yeah. read uh like i don't know what the fuck was going on in that shit but i don't know um all right well that was i guess the preview segment of this podcast uh why don't we spend a little time talking about what we've been playing apart from those uh 
Tamora, do you want to do you want to start with this? Anything playing that you um, want to talk about? Yeah, I've been playing a bunch of Wolong. Um, I have as well, which mm. is been interesting. Um, yeah, it's we got a review up on the site. I think we gave it an eight out of ten, written by Richard Wakeling. And uh, if Neo and Neo Two was their take on Dark Souls or whatever, um, Wolong is their take on Sekiro. Um, it's not a one-for-one one in the same way that Neo is a little quicker in pace and a little more mechanically um, complex. Uh, Wolong is similar. It's a much faster game. It feels, it skews closer to something like Ninja Gaiden than it does something like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Um, but the fundamentals of it are very similar in that it's all parry-based um, and, and ability-based and special attack-based. Um, and then beyond that, it's a case of, um, you know, tricky bosses, tricky enemy, uh, setups and just trying your best to kind of forge on ahead, uh, and, and dealing with the challenges. Um, fundamentally like the, the combat feels good. I think that's the main strength of this game. It's, it's like, feels good to parry. It feels good to attack, whether it's like a, uh, a light attack or one of those heavy attacks that is used to like break through, um, uh, guards um, and then similar stuff like the wizardry which is basically magic is is really diverse and you've got a bunch of spells that you can kind of uh, spec into depending on where you're putting your points and upgrade paths and that kind of stuff um, I immediately got one where it was like you cast it and for a little while every attack you do gives you your health back because I was like bloodborne bloodborne uh, ability which is great um yeah, so that that's fundamentally good um, and and enjoyable, and it is like very very flashy and satisfying. Um, the kind of big thing about it is like it's very co op focused um, in terms of. Uh, so I didn't play with other people, but there's always a character s around with you, and it's based on um, you know the uh, Chinese mythology and, and history and that kind of stuff. Um, so you get a lot of familiar faces that you probably have seen from a lot of that fiction. Um, and kind of writing around it um, and uh, there's always a character with you mm -hmm. and they're not they're not like powerful they're not really doing loads of damage but they are enough to kind of they're uh, a distraction pull, yeah they pull yeah. aggro and and they're good for that which is really interesting um, you can dismiss them if you want and make the game a bit, a bit trickier for yourself but I also kind of like having a kind of another character on the battlefield as as a way to differentiate it from others um uh other games that are similar um but yeah that that is pretty much the the game as a whole um the other major difference is it doesn't have that interconnected world that um the souls games do it's a little more like segmented it's got chapter based and you go from location to location and there's even a world map that you can kind of like travel between um which is makes it more manageable but also kind of it creates a weird kind of disconnect with the world um the environments are similarly quite linear um and sometimes they do have that snaking path thing where it like falls back on itself and you're like okay cool generally it's just like though it's you take a, a long side path and then eventually it will just bring you back to the beginning or near the beginning where you are um to to put it to the equivalent of a bonfire which is a flag that you plant um, so it's, it's doesn't have that kind of like, uh, world discovery and, and, you know, awe inspiring, uh, environments that you, you probably want from something like this. Um, but you know, it's, it's a different kind of experience. It does the advantages. It is more digestible, um, which is, is going to be good for some people. The other main kind of like mechanical, uh, consideration is like fortitude, which is really interesting. So like you go around these maps and there's always like these points where you can plant a flag. Um, and it's, it's kind of like narratively you're putting your flag down in enemy territory to kind of take over it and assert dominance over it. Um, and as that happens, you have a fortitude rank, which goes up every time you plant a flag, fortitude number goes up and every enemy also has a fortitude rank. And when you see them at a glance, it will show you how you stack up to them. And if you're, if the enemy is way higher than you, then you're going to have a rough time with them, with fighting them. So you're kind of encouraged to um, pick your battles and also 
do a, as much exploration as you can to find those flag planting points um, before you go into the final boss of that area because uh, that one's obviously going to have the highest fortitude, so you want to be prepared for it. So I like that element of it, and the whole like loot stuff is way more reined in than Stranger of Paradise, which is the last game they made, which was Stranger of Paradise was just like everyone's vomiting loot constantly and none of it's making <laughs> yeah. sense. And there's still too much loot in this game. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of it still, much. but it's 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 just like it's I think it's easier to figure out mm. whether you care whether you need to care about it and dismiss yeah. it. Because everything's got like a rank and a star rank. So you just look at it and be like, anything below three or four stars, I'm just gonna dismantle or chuck away or whatever. So that makes it easier. Um, yeah, it's it's I I don't care about the story one bit. <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I've, I've skipped I just, every like, single cutscene. Yeah, I I do not can't care. do it. <laughs> and like, it, I think like it tries to tell a story, and it's it's kind of like disjointed, and I'm not into it. And also, like, I don't care about any of the characters. I I do like they they the bosses make a big deal of who they are. I'm just like I don't I don't really care. You're a big weird dude, and and I just I just want to beat you up and move on. Which is, again, I hate to bring it back to Sekiro, but like it's the complete opposite of Sekiro, where it's like you see a boss in that, you're like, I need to know what's going on with this character, what is happening here, and the story is definitely told, and that's what I'm in for, and maybe people will enjoy this approach to it, but it, it wasn't really for me. Mm -hmm. I think the, the weirdest part of this game is it's got a fairly difficult skill check immediately. Boo -boo. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no. There's a, I don't know how you felt about it, Jake, but like the first boss you fight is weirdly difficult for... I um, yeah, I think I yeah that took me like fifteen tries or so. Every other boss I've won to two God shot damn. it after that. Yeah, like so yeah, it's it's really weird because it is. It feels like they were trying to do something like you know Genichiro right at the start where of Sekiro where you kind of are supposed to fail because the boss feels like insurmountable. But actually, no, it's it's just like you have to beat that boss, and it's like weirdly mm -hmm. because of the how how like squishy you are at the beginning and how much damage he does you kind of it's like one mistake and you're dead um which doesn't give you enough time to like analyze patterns or try and figure out a safe kind of strategy it's just you roll in there you try and counter a move if you fail you're dead um yeah. and if you don't you, you you know you maybe live to see the next move and then you kind of just like are slowly forcing your way up this like uphill struggle and eventually reaching there um uh to to have a better understanding of the enemy um, I thankfully like because I played a lot of I played a bunch of Sekiro and I, I'm like very familiar with like Twitch based games. I play a lot of fighting games and uh, character action games. It was doable for me. Like I felt it, I, I could I figured out what was happening quite quickly. But in like stepping back and then putting myself in the shoes of someone who's like, hey, this seems like a cool game I want to check out. It feels like there's going to be a lot of people who just fall off immediately because they cannot get past this one boss. I'm interested to see whether they um, patch it in any way. Um, and it's kind of also kind of telling that you there's a demo out for it. And if you play the demo and beat that boss, your save game will transfer over. So like everyone who's like, I'm interested in in this. If you are, uh, buy, get the demo. Like unless yep, you're on absolutely. Game Pass, in which, in which case it's on there, it's free for on Game Pass. But if you're not, get the demo, see if you enjoy it, see if you can beat that boss and then... Um, move on after that, and and that's where you decide whether you want to fork over the money for it. I think, um, but yeah, it's it's a fun game, easy breezy. Like I, I this is gonna sound like a flex. I find it quite easy. Like I don't mm -hmm. find it challenging. Yeah. I feel it's quite forgiving in a lot of ways. And I did a quick look for Giant Bomb, and um, I was the f that first boss. Like once you do it, it's quite easy. Like I was just ruthlessly destroying that yeah. character. Um, but yeah, it's every every boss after that is nowhere near like as difficult. So like it's it's pretty much like you hit the there's another difficulty spike way later, but like you hit a difficulty spike and then it's piss easy for a really long time. And you're just like, okay, cool. It's it feels more it is both more approachable, but also not approachable because of that first <laughs> boss. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th that that first boss, when I got there, I was like, okay, this this feels like a very stark skill check. Like I get it. It's teaching me that I need to understand this this parry mechanic if I want to progress. And it took me, it took me quite a few tries, did it. And then I was like, okay, wonder what they're gonna throw at me next. And then like the next six bosses are just you know, yeah, once again, not to flex, but like our cakewalks. It's just like, okay. Yeah. The, the, also, that's the only boss I fought that has two phases as well. Like that first yeah. boss, I'm like, okay, they're they're really doubling down here. And then after that, it's just like, 
All right, I for those, killed that boss too, yeah, I guess. For those who are fighting that first boss, um, it's it's there, there's actually like, it, it's very hard to tell because you're getting like really assaulted by this character. There is another character with you who is like, uh, you know, also fighting, but chattering away in the background. But because of the, the way the, the aggression, you don't really get to see what he's saying. But at one point, he does tell you to activate a special move, which makes things way easier. That's that the boss. other thing. Like, yeah. I, he said that, he's like, use your Jade ability. And I was like, what is yeah, that? They don't explain that? what that is. And what the the fuck? <laughs> there's just an icon that appears in the corner, but you're not looking in that corner because there's a giant man attacking you constantly. <laughs> and you're but, trying but to also, that icon's in like the B or circle button location. Yeah. But to activate it, you need to hit uh, Y and B or triangle and circle. Uh, at least yeah, the, the, so, so it's just kind of like i see that but i don't know what that means if, if circle's not working um yeah i've been playing it too i i largely agree with you tomorrow i i would say like Sekiro. It, it feels very inelegant compared to something like sekiro like everything in sekiro feels so razor sharp and focused and, and pointed and, and everything serves a very particular purpose and this feels very scattered. And, you know, I think there's still a lot of fun to be had from it. I mean, the combat's good. There's a lot of different weapons you can experiment with. And, mm. and uh, you know, you go to some colorful different regions and stuff. And, and some of the bosses are fun to fight. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, like, there is just this, this level of polish and sort of direction and sharpness to Sekiro that um, this game doesn't really get close to at all. Yeah. Um, which, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, like... You know, Sekiro is a fan. This you know, fantastic. One of my favorite games. But there is a very specific way you have to play that game. This I feel like you could get away with playing it slightly different. Like if you want to focus more on dodging instead of parrying, you probably have a difficult time. But there's that option. You know, there's a bunch of loot you can equip. There's a a weight. There's a weight limit. So like like Dark Souls, if you if you have a lot of heavy equipment, your movement's going to be slower. I think if you even go over the hundred percent, you can't deflect which mm -hmm. is kind of brutal because I couldn't figure out why I couldn't deflect for like an hour. And I was like, did, did I break something? Um, so, so there is like, I guess, more flexibility to it. It's a little bit easier if, um, you know, if you just want to play a co-op game with some friends. But, but yeah, I mean, like comparing it to Sekiro is, you know, a given just because it shares many similarities to it, but they don't really compare in terms of, quality sounds mean but yeah kind of quality you know yeah um jordan any 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 standout games you checked out this past week or are you still dnding i i am still dnding and i'm kind of i'm in the same boat as john luke where we both said you know what we're gonna try playing new games going forward he was gonna stop playing destiny i was gonna stop playing apex and we have both just completely gone back on it the boy is on lightfall and i am just playing apex legends season 16 Damn. all the time <laughs> i it, it only took like three weeks <laughs> for me to go back on my word but i haven't been really playing anything else um all right uh michael uh, uh i am playing bayonetta origins i am reviewing that mm. uh and preview period is uh Preview's already out. Um, I like that game a lot. I could say All that. Previews much. out. Yeah, Bandit Origins previews were on the twenty eighth. Same, same, same embargo as uh, yeah. sixteen. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I am, I am reviewing that, and man, it is. It's showing a side of Bayonetta that I didn't know was there. It's this is this is like the cutest game besides Kirby. This is the cutest game that's going to come out this year. This game is so adorable. I am smiling <laughs> every minute, every second I'm playing this game. It is the animation, the art style, the voice acting, kind of the, the whimsical storybook style of its cutscenes are just every piece of this game so far feels like it was so well thought out. Um, it's yeah, it's adorable as hell. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'm going to be obviously playing a little more of that. Um, Gameplay wise, I think it's it's not too challenging so far. Um, you control Cereza with the left stick. You control uh, Cheshire, you know, her her uh, stuffed cat that transforms into a demon. You control him with the right stick. So you have this dual this dual control, which really fucks in my head, man. <laughs> like some of the some of the it's it's a puzzle platformer uh, first mm -hmm. and foremost. So it 
think of it as like one huge Zelda dungeon. Um, it's not a it's not a stylish action game like Bayonetta is. Um, so you kind of think of it a little bit like Okami. Um, so you control both of them. So in the puzzle, the, some of the puzzle platforming pl- platforming stuff isn't like too difficult, but it is. Um, it is challenging enough to be like, oh, wow, that was really clever. Uh, and I look at some of that stuff and I'm like, hmm, okay, I can move Cheshire up here with the right stick. Uh, Cereza can do this. So it opens up this path. And just the way the dynamic works between the two characters is uh, they have some pretty clever stuff. And their combat is, like I said, it's not challenging, but um, <laughs> just having to control both of them. Like, oh, shit. Uh, Cereza's over here. Fuck, I forgot she's getting attacked. Like, uh, looking at Cheshire over here trying to do attack. So um, it really messes with your head, which is which is cool. And I think it's uh, it's refreshing in a, in a way. Um, some of the tr- they have like different trials uh, throughout the throughout the story. Like in the map, you um, go into these uh, these like fairy uh, um, these uh, magical lands and they have like it's either like a platforming challenge or a combat challenge. It's, but so some of the some of the platforming challenges there are really fucking hard for me. Not not that like they're like like they're not difficult in like a souls like way. They're just like, man, my brain can only I have one brain cell. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. It's interesting. It's a nice change of pace. And I really like that what they've done with the, some of the Bayonetta backstory. So if you play Bayonetta one uh, or two or three, um, you can uh, it's cool to see. Uh, like I replayed Bayonetta one not too long ago and I'm like, oh, I remember they're calling back to some of the lore that they mentioned in that game. And now I'm actually exploring that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. And if you played if you unlock that secret level in Bayonetta three, this is that uh, they were basically they were just straight up just teasing this game in Bayonetta three. Um, mm. So if you happen to unlock that and was like, what the what the hell is this? This is that game. So mm. it's cool. But uh, yeah, so we're going to be working on that. I'm going to have some words up on. A hit video game website, <laughs> not gamespot.com. Sorry. Uh, nice. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of interest in Bayonetta, but hearing you talk about oh, it really. makes it sound sound kind of interesting. Yeah, um, cool. Kind of like brothers, right? Sure. Like, yeah. And yeah. controls similarly has some similar concepts there. So if you uh, if you want one that's not by Joseph Ferris, yeah, hop on. Well, this one. I think we probably have to call it there. I think we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, one last thing I do want to say though is that I have been playing a lot of Sons of the Forest. Um, oh, I would like to talk about that. Mm. Uh, I'll probably save that for next week though because I'm still kind of making my way through it and there's certain things I want to see, check things out. But so far, uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, last week, I had said I'm worried about performance because the PC I tested in the <laughs> yeah. office was, was, was not really handling it. I think that was just the PC. Uh, it it oh. seems to run fine at home and I, I, I've, you know, people have been playing on a bunch of different platforms and multiplayer and it seems, I mean, not platforms, but different PC builds and it seems fine. Um, so if I may have Hell scared yeah. you off last week, don't take my word for it. It seems like that was, that was a very localized issue I had with the game. Um, but yeah, I think I'll save that discussion for next week because John Luke has also been playing quite a bit with me and I'm sure he'd want to be uh, involved. But anyway, that's been episode 182 of GameSpot After Dark. Uh, Jordan, anything you're, you want to plug and where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at JM Ramey. I guess if you just are, you just really want to hear more of my thoughts on crime boss, Rock City, you can <laughs> catch both of my written and video preview on, uh, GameSpot. but it's, it's kind of just a longer variation of the disposition i gave today but it's there for people to enjoy nice michael how about you you can find me in all of my bullshit at michael p Hyam on twitter and lots of stuff out there uh, i was on uh, kf this week on the games cast talking about final fantasy 16 ars technica.com you can find my full written preview of final fantasy 16 um acts of the blood god is going up this week i was on the giant Bombcast this week I also did Material Possessions, Imran Khan's podcast this week. Um, Holy fuck. <laughs> fuck but, uh, man. Minmax. I was on Minmax talking about uh, we're doing the deepest dive with uh, my friends at Minmax. So, you know, I'm out here, brother. What, uh, what games did you talk about on Axe of the Blood God? Was it one of their, like... We're RP? doing a, we're doing a six, uh, Final Fantasy 16 deep okay, dive. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, mm. this, that's this weekend, so you can uh, 
go on over there and check that out. But yeah, I got some written stuff on Polygon, got some written stuff on GameSpot, stuff on IGN. You know the vibes. You know where to find me. And Tamar? I'm at Tamar H on everything. Uh, I don't have anything to plug. Nice. All right. What about uh, Nico? Yeah. Oh, she's fine. She ran away. Oh. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Jacob Deck. And I think by the time this podcast is up, I should have impressions of the forest, video impressions of the forest, Sons of the Forest up. And that's all, I think. There's it's something early access, else. Right? Yeah, it's early access okay. for like the next six to eight months, they guess. Um, okay. But it's like kind of content complete, it seems for the most part. Um, it, but I, I think there's there's still a lot that needs to be. Um, okay. Not a whole lot, but it, it definitely was the right move to do early access, I think. Um, but anyway, like I said, we'll save that for next week. But anyway, thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next week. Peace. Peace. Bye.